0: Welcome back to The Rangers Report. Of course, as always, I'm joined by Andy Sinton as we reflect on the draw with Huddersfield Town, the victory over Blackburn Rovers, as well as talk through the new arrivals, as well as celebrating Asmir Begovic's 500th career appearance. This is The Rangers Report, brought to you from the association of RFI. Since, welcome back. It's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke. How have you been?
1: Really good. Uh, it's been a couple of good weeks on the pitch with results. And uh, so, yeah, it always, always makes for a better time off the pitch when, you, when you're getting the results on it. So, uh, yeah, good. What about you?
0: Yeah, not bad. Thank you. We'll go straight into it. Huddersfield at home was the last time we spoke prior to that. In the end, it proved to be quite a valuable point, didn't it?
1: In the end, from where we were, uh, it was a poor game. I've got to be honest, uh, a poor game. I think uh, a lot of tension around the place um, on the pitch from both teams. And I think that showed, you know, what was at stake, you know, knowing if Huddersfield win, Huddersfield win where that would have took them. A win for us would have took us out of the bottom three, a draw, nothing changed. So I thought the game was very edgy, uh, not a great game. Go a goal down with five minutes to go. Uh, we're on the floor a little bit, but credit to, to Marty and the boys, you know, he's, he's instilled that, that they go right to the end, um, and Kenneth's goal, probably the one real moment of quality with Ilias's cross, Kenneth in at the back post, comes off his thigh, comes off his knee, whatever it does, don't care, went in, um, and I said, on, I said on commentary, you know, not at your best, but it's important to get something from a game when you're not at your best, and that goal, who knows, in a couple of months' time, we might look back on have been probably the one of the most crucial goals of the season. So, uh, so yeah.
0: What was your sort of emotion at the full time <coughs> whistle? Mine well, was a bit of frustration, I suppose, and a bit of disappointment that we didn't. When you're playing a rival like that, you always want to get the victory, don't you? I but think I
1: think it was think it was a bit of everything. Um, you know, we, everyone knew the importance of the game. Uh, QPR fans there in the numbers again. You know, scarfs given out, a great atmosphere created, uh, but the game was flat. So we're disappointed with the point. We're disappointed with the performance, but with a few minutes to go, you're, you're delighted with the point. If that makes sense, so so emotions a little bit um, pleased with the point in the end. Disappointed with the way we played, but important to get that point to build on the middle wall game and take that into Blackburn. So uh, so yeah. And
0: before kick off, it was a, <coughs> a sign of things to come. We announced the arrival of striker Michael Frey, and that. Gave a boost to the crowd, didn't it, before kickoff straight away?
1: Well, any signing can give everyone a lift at the club, you know. And Michael came in, and credit to everyone at the club behind the scenes for getting it over over the line. Michael's experienced; he's he's played in various leagues in Europe, um, scored goals at various clubs. So uh, he'll come and give us something that we haven't got, and we're delighted to have him. And we wish him well in his time at QPR.
0: And then a busy week would follow. A busy deadline day. I'm sat here at the training ground with everyone else until the late <coughs> hours of the night, Isaac Caden and Joe Hodge eventually arrived.
1: Well, again, uh, two really good additions. And they, again, I'll say it again, credit to uh, Christian and everyone behind the scenes for for finding a way. Every, it's been well documented how difficult a situation we're in with the finances, but um, they got it done. And I'll, I'll say it again, you know, two players that will go into the squad, that will give quality, they'll give um, things that we haven't got within the group They'll give a freshness. They'll give an energy. And um, so, yeah, both at different ends of their careers. You know, um, Isaac, vastly experienced being around the block. Quality performer um, and young Joe at the start of his career, really well thought of from where he is and uh, delighted that he, that he's, that him wanted to come here and Wolves allowed him to come here. So, uh, so yeah, two, two really good signings to back up Michael's. He was obviously on the bench. Wolves on deadline day against Manchester
0: United, which shows how much Gary O'Neill and Wolves think about him.
1: Yeah, he's a highly rated young player um, at the start of his career, you know, and don't underestimate his commitment to QPR, you know, because he's on the bench against Manchester United. He drives down straight after the game, through the night. I think he arrives down here at two-ish in the morning. Um, He just wanted to give himself the best possible opportunity to make sure he was involved with Blackburn, and. yeah, got him in Friday, travels with the team and uh, gets involved. And I'm sure we're going to talk about his impact a little bit later.
0: Three <coughs> the lads were all involved in the squad, Michael, Isaac and Joe. And
1: they straight away had an impact, didn't they, at Black Well, as I said, uh, I've been in dressing rooms where new players come in. And if they're the right type and the right character and come in with the right reasons, they give everyone a lift. It keeps everyone on their toes. Competition for places uh, ramps up, um, which is never, never a bad thing. So, yeah, um, straight away involved at Blackburn, give us various qualities that will add and make us better. Um, Delight to see all three of them involved. Obviously, the introduction after 50 odd minutes could say inspired by Marty. Well done, you know, very bold to make three at that stage of the game where we probably know we've got to go and win the game. So uh, so Isaac comes on, Joe comes on, Paul Smith came on and had an impact as well, and and Michael came on a little bit later. So everyone who everyone out there, credit to them all, played their part.
0: Let's break down our first victory at Ewood Park in twenty five years. <laughs> first of all, the first half, it almost seemed to prove that it was going to be one of them afternoons where we had numerous chances but just couldn't find that
1: cutting edge and that final finish. Yeah, be. again, you know. Bit of tension around the game. Um, that's where, as players, you you have to be bold and be brave. And I thought we started a bit shaky. The opening five or six minutes contributed to giving the ball away. A couple of things went out of play, caused their own problems. But after that, um, started to impose ourselves on the game. And I thought we really controlled the the first half of the game. You know, we got ourselves into some really promising positions um, where we looked a threat. And albeit with a a little bit better decision-making or a bit of composure or a little bit more quality. We could have quite easily been ahead at half-time, but um, wasn't to be. But a decent first half, you go in at nil-nil um, and you're thinking, OK, right, massive half of football coming up for well, for both teams. But I'm talking about us, you know, we know what we had to do. And I think from the second half onwards, we really took the game to them. Opening a couple of minutes, there was a few things flashed across um, then. Then the substitutions come on, and within a couple of minutes, you know we're, we're one nil up. Good build up. Ilias keeps it alive. Does great. Comes inside, shot. Comes back off the post, hits the goalkeeper on the back. If you're Ilias, really you're claiming that. Behind you, <coughs> by the way. I had one of those in my career, yeah. and I was desperately trying to claim it. But uh, <laughs> that credit Ilias, you know, comes in on that right foot, hits his shot, um, hits the goalkeeper on the back, and goes in. Some people look at it and go a bit fortunate. But you know what isn't it the bad time we had a little bit of fortune in some of the games that we played recently so then a couple of minutes later you, you go 2-0 up with a really well-worked goal credit to Sinclair Armstrong you know with his build-up play way to pass the forward run of Joe Hodge which I quite like to see a midfield player getting beyond and past the strikers uh, uses the pace of the ball to, to set himself doesn't touch the ball just opens his body and whips it into the far corner and if ever you want to announce yourself to your new club, your new fans, your new teammates—that's the way to do it. So delightful for Young Joe. And you had a new partner <coughs> on
0: QPR Plus as well, and he got introduced to the Sintons group. And I was—I <laughs> was sat directly behind you, and I saw you jumping up and down when the, both the bells went in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think was, uh, I was—I was standing up, punching the ear, But uh, you yeah, know, that's just—that's just emotion. And I'm watching the game as a fan. I just want us to do well. But now, delightful, Delighted for everyone. We know where we are. We know what we have to do. You know. Seven points from three games, um, brilliant. Um, we have to build on that. but delightful for everyone.
0: And that victory, and we also saw Huddersfield beating Sheffield <coughs> Wednesday at home. That means now we've somewhat caught up or catching yep. up with the pack. If you're yep. a team above us, you might be looking over your shoulder just
1: a little bit. If it was us, we certainly would <laughs> uh, very much so. You know, uh, everyone think to see the Huddersfield score and probably get a little bit disappointed. But we've got. a we got to forget them we can't do anything about huddersfield town anymore we've played them twice can't do anything about what they do um we just got to concentrate on our job and by us winning and them winning but the others losing just drags that what is it i think the six six teams within five points of us uh, and that can create a little bit of nervousness because one of those teams will hit a really bad run blackburn are on one at the minute two points from eight games and that's put them from high up on the table, down mm-hmm. to where they are. Someone else will hit a a, a bad run. Hopefully we've had ours. Um, we just need to build on that. But we just got to concentrate on our job um, game by game. Sounds the old cliche, but it's it's the case. We can only control what we can control. So our next one's the most important one, play Norwich. Then we're on to two away games. But uh, that was a, a terrific win, an important win. And uh, yeah, delighted for everyone once again. It
0: was nice to see a familiar
1: face at half-time at Ewa Park as well, wasn't it? Yeah, good, good mate of mine, Simon Barker. Um, was at the game, texted me on the way up to say he was going to be at the game. You know, he served Blackburn really well uh, and certainly served QPR really well. Good teammate of mine was my roommate. He's probably the one <coughs> excuse me, he's the one in that group I probably speak to the most. Uh, he's done ever so well for himself with his role at the PFA and uh, uh, it was great to see him.
0: And Azmi Begovic as well goalkeeper made 500 career appearances against Blackburn what an achievement for him personally and for us to be part of that as well
1: well first of all for Razmir many congratulations you know to play 500 games um, there's some achievement Uh, most of Azmir's have been at the top level as well I think that's really important to, to to say that it shows the standard of goalkeeper he is over a long period of time and for someone to to keep going in that position because goalkeepers, there's not normally the squad rotation. There's not normally the change of formation. You, you're normally in goal. And if you're playing well, you play week after week and unless you get injured or a drastic loss of form. So that, that tells you how consistent he's been. You know, I see him work when I'm, when I'm at the training ground. He's a, he's a model professional. Um, he works incredibly hard every day. He's great with the younger goalkeepers. He's good around the building conducts himself really, really well and uh, it's no surprise to me that he's had the career that he's had and, uh, you know, I saw him briefly this morning and I said congratulations and uh, he goes, not done yet, so uh, maybe play a lot more games in that career, but no, he's a, he's a top guy and um, a wonderful, wonderful career, so many congratulations to Asmi. me.
0: And there was a few really important saves as well in the game which not kept us in it, but allowed us to kick on and get the result in the end.
1: Yeah, probably routine saves. me was the first one to say that, but he, he he makes them and he he makes them look easy, which is which is good. So uh, and I think throughout the season, there's been times where we've had to rely on him to make important saves at key times. So uh, so yeah, so he's part of the he's part of the group. He's he's a he's a big part of the group with his experience and his know-how and he's leadership qualities, which we're going to need in the in the remaining 16 games. So, uh, so yeah, delighted for him. We caught up with
0: goalkeeper Asmir Begovic as we reflected on his career as well as looking ahead to the game's upcoming. We're joined by goalkeeper Asmir Begovic. Asmir, congratulations on 500 career appearances. How does it feel?
2: Yeah, it feel, feels great. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously a very proud moment and um, You know, it's a lot of years of hard work, of course, and sacrifice uh, for myself and my family, everyone involved uh, through the early years and even in my professional career. But, you know, it feels a bit strange. Obviously, there's not much time to think about it. My main focus is on training. We've got, obviously, Norwich at home on Saturday and some massive games coming up. So it's all about the task in hand.
0: If we go right back to the beginning, talk us through the early stages. What made you want to be a goalkeeper? Who inspired you to get to where you are now?
2: For me, it was simple. Um, my dad was a professional goalkeeper in the former Yugoslavia. Um, my granddad used to play in goal, and um, yeah, as soon as I was born, the gloves were on. So it was really, really simple for me. Um, not ever forced on me. It's just it was a natural, natural thing for me to do. And from the age of four and five, when I really first started playing in goal and uh, became a goalkeeper, that's that's all I ever wanted to do. And I'm. Um, I'm super lucky, super blessed um, through all the turmoil and difficulties in my early years, that uh, plan A always worked out.
0: And um, your career started in England anyway with Portsmouth, and you had loan spells around the football league. Talk us through the early stages at Portsmouth and what inspired you to come on to what you are now.
2: Yeah, Portsmouth was was a great, um, great period for me. Obviously, I, I made uh, my way through the ranks in Canada at the time um, as a teenager and started playing for the national teams there and. Things were obviously rumbling a little bit in the background about opportunities to go and play in Europe and and in a a professional environment. And you know, I was given the opportunity to come to Portsmouth in two thousand and three on trial, and um, things happened very quickly after that. They were obviously very happy with my work and offered me a contract. And my parents and my family were happy for me to go there. And you know, it it was a fantastic club, a really family club, um, from the academy director to the academy coaches to the staff, my 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 digs lady, my teammates. I, I couldn't have picked. A much better place to really get started and, and kind of start my development as a young goalkeeper and um, throughout the years as you rightly say you, you go on these loan spells i first go to belgium and and really a lot of these loan spells were about football for sure uh, but i think it made me grow even more as a person um, having to stand on my own two feet and um, look after myself and you know i think of a lot of there was a lot of life 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 lessons there really for me so um, those loan, loan spells uh, helped me a lot i think yo Will really pushed me over the edge kind of as I started playing there and I really had a good consistent spell of games. And that was that was important. And, you know, as well with, with Portsmouth, where it was such a great environment for me to learn, develop. I had him one of the best goalkeeper coaches, really goalkeeper coach who made me uh, into the goalkeeper I am still today. And that was in David Coles. And, you know, he was he was uh, a coach, a mentor, everything. So um, I couldn't have picked a much better place to really have those early years of my career. And how was
0: it as a youngster moving away? from home, away from your parents, first of all, that must have shaped you into the person that you are now. Yeah,
2: listen, it was difficult. It was probably more difficult on my, on my parents. Uh, I know my mum wasn't too happy about it, um, you know, but I had to, you know, make the difficult decision to drop out of school, out of high school in Canada and continue my education and, obviously, my footballing journey here in England. So those are some tough decisions. Um, but it's like I said, ever since I was born, it's all I ever wanted to do. Um, and so for me, it wasn't that difficult. Um, of course, not having a family around, my brothers, my, my parents is not not the easiest thing. Um, but really, like I said, it's, it's all I ever wanted to do and I was really grateful for the opportunity.
0: And a first call-up to the Bosnian squad first arrived. And how was that moment for you to choose them as well because of your background? Was it a precious moment?
2: Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a, a special one but also a difficult moment. Um, as, as we mentioned before, I grew up in Canada, spent some really important years there. was given the opportunities to play in the youth national teams there. But again, I was never capped. Born in Bosnia, Bosnian family. Um, and in 2009, that opportunity came to, to represent Bosnia and, you know, had to make a decision which, which country to go for. And at that time, uh, Bosnia was the, was the best opportunity for me and my family for my professional career. Um, yeah, it worked out pretty well
0: and 63 caps would later follow with a call-up to the World Cup as well in 2014, the first time in Bosnia's history at a major tournament. It must have been a really proud moment for you.
2: Yeah, my journey with Bosnia was has been, been a crazy one. Lots of ups and downs, you know. Um, we had a special golden, golden generation, I think, of players that um, yeah, might not be seen for a while in, in, in Bosnian football so it was a special group uh, we all came from sort of different backgrounds uh, growing up everywhere where the war and the conflict put us all over the world and we came together with the one goal of representing our you know our country of birth and representing Bosnia and uh, we were able to qualify for that one major tournament we came close a couple of times before that we had some bad luck in some of these playoffs um, so to actually get over the hump and and qualify for directly for that World Cup. But, you know, it was a really special experience, and to have it in Brazil in those circumstances, um, it couldn't have been drawn out any better.
0: And alongside that, a move to Stoke in the Premier League cemented yourself as number one in the Premier League side.
2: Yeah, it did. I mean, that was it was a massive opportunity for me. I think when I look back at my career, a lot of these moves came came about quite naturally. Um, leaving Portsmouth was maybe a little bit premature and the fact that I would have loved to continue to develop playing in the Premier League a little bit longer and I loved living there and the club was great and the coaching was fantastic, but obviously with the financial situation at the time for Portsmouth, they had to, had to cash in on some assets and um, the opportunity to go to Stoke and again, it was a difficult decision to turn down a couple other clubs, but um, and I felt like it was the right move, you know, again, Tony Pulis gave me the opportunity. Um, I had a great goalkeeper coach, Andy Kwai, um, so it was, yeah, it was five and a half years of, of pure joy. Really, you know, allowed as you rightly said, allowed me to establish myself at the highest level and and show people I could play in the Premier League and in the best league in the world.
0: And in 2012, Bosnian Player of the Year must have been again an achievement for you that you look back. Yeah, of
2: course, of course, those, those are really nice achievements. You know, to, uh, for people to recognize you in your country, um, it's a really nice thing. It's it's a it's a massive honor, and especially when. You know, you're you're competing against some of those other players and people and what they've done in their careers. It's um yeah, that was a very special moment.
0: And a goal as well for Stoke City. Every time Asmir Begovic is mentioned, it seems to come up in the yes. same sentence, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. That was obviously that was pretty cool at the time. I, I didn't really know what to do with myself and it's not probably how I ever imagined it. Um but, you know, thankfully we didn't lose that game. Um and we got a draw and it was, it was it was a cool moment, but I guess the funniest part was that uh, the goalkeeper and the receiving and Uh We five years later, we were in the same team. So, there you go. Um, it all worked out in the end, and you know we laughed about it, but it was a pretty cool moment.
0: And then a switch to Chelsea would later follow, with a Premier League title also coming your way. Was that something that you always dreamt of winning, something of as prestigious as that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're we're all competitors at the end of the day. I think you know we push we push each each other, we push ourselves every single day uh to be to be the best and and to compete with the best and play with the best. And um, you know, it's no secret that it was at the same time, I guess at that time in my career, I wanted to go and test myself against some of the best players in the world. And not only that, I wanted to play with them and be part of that managers, everything at the highest level. And Chelsea really certainly was that at the time. And, you know, they gave me that opportunity. And I was really grateful for that. And I had two fantastic years, built some great relationships. And, you know, that that team that won the title in sixteen seventeen was it was a special group a special group of guys um the staff everyone involved and you know uh, we almost did a double that year that was a bit unlucky but um you know we achieved something really really special and um it's something that i'll cherish um for the rest of my life
0: and then spells with bournemouth again ac milan Karabag, and everton it's a, a mixed bag of teams but again a standout moment for you again in your life
2: yeah, play. absolutely. I mean, you know, I had to make the decision, do I stay at Chelsea, maybe not play as much, do I go and somewhere where I can play a little bit more regularly? And I chose to go and play again and um, playing the Premier League every week was, was a lot of fun and, you know, played over 100 games at Bournemouth, which which I'm really grateful for. And, you know, it's a really, really cool club, a nice family club again, a lot of really, really great people in and around that club in the area. So I enjoy that. And then even going to Karabakh was an unbelievable experience um, to go to Baku and, Meet some new people, see a different culture, a club, and then obviously that opened up the opportunity to go to Milan. And you know that's, um, I think that club's history, tradition, everything those red and black stripes stand for, um, was really really special. And uh, what a, what a time to be at the club. And you know it was nice to kind of rebuild AC Milan again. They'd gone through a tough few years, and to change certain things, the culture and the place was was amazing. And uh, some top players there and people that I really enjoyed to be with. And you know. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that experience. Yeah, very much.
0: And if you look back on your whole career, is there one sort of game that sort of stands out in your mind? And you're like, that was a, a good moment for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, oh god, yeah, there's a few games. Obviously, um, you know, I think in your club career, you always remember debuts and things like that for each and every club, um, certain games. But I guess that the main one was was representing Bosnia at the World Cup in 2014. I think that that first game. Being our first major tournament, the group of players and people that we came, how we came together, to play the first game in Rio de Janeiro at the Americana against Argentina against Lionel Messi and his his crew. Um, the stadium, the pitch was perfect. I mean, uh, you know, it was incredible, just an absolute magical, uh, magical scene and experience. And my my whole family was there, so you know, that's it. Doesn't get much better than that.
0: And a move to QPR in the summer. Has been a mixed season so far, hasn't it, for, mm-hmm. for you personally and for us as well, for everyone connected to the club?
2: Definitely, yeah. I think we're obviously in a, in a, in a tricky situation. We know that we're 16 games to go. Um, we've had some ups and downs, and I think it's been, you know, a season that uh, it's, it's been challenging for everyone. But at the same time, I think we, with the squad that we have now, with the manager, we're, we're looking at the 16 games as a big opportunity for a massive run in, and uh, yeah, get the club over the line, make sure we stay in the division, and. And have a really strong finish so we're really confident we can do that and um, we're going to take it game by game but you know all things aside it's it's a pleasure to be part of this club and really um, enjoying playing every game and hopefully contributing to a really strong run-in.
0: As you mentioned why certain moves have come about in your career already 31 appearances for QPR this season eight clean sheets must have been what you sort of looked for when you joined us in the summer. Yeah
2: exactly I think for for me always um, as you rightly say, you look look for the right reasons. And I think for me it was very important to I really wanted to play again, uh, play regularly. I think to come such a historic club again with a rich tradition to to be able to do that in, in such a strong league was was a massive pull and it worked out well for my family. And I think being part of this group has been great. And, you know, just try to do what I've done for many years, just be a solid presence, consistent presence, and you know, hopefully uh, show the guys around behind the scenes the ropes a little bit and set a good example and you know, hopefully I can do that for a little bit, a little while longer.
0: And game number 500 arrived at Ewood Park last weekend. It was nice to get a result as well, wasn't it? To get the victory to top it off, what was a nice yeah.
2: It, of course, I think these milestones are great, but they're even better when you win. And and a massive win, obviously. I think QPR's first win there in 25 years or so, um, which makes it even better. Long trip for the fans, and you know we heard them loud and clear all game. So. Uh, yeah, we're going to need that that effort, that commitment from everyone, that togetherness for the next 16 games. And if we have that, we'll put ourselves within a good shot of uh, reaching a goal.
0: And we have 16 massive games left, starting with Norwich on Saturday and then the trip to former side Stoke City on Wednesday.
2: Exactly. So looking forward to that. But as you rightly say, f- full focus on Norwich. Um, like we mentioned earlier, this is all great, but it's all about the day to day. And we've got a massive game. And, you know, the way we've been playing over the last last month and really the last little while, you know, we we go into that game with full of full confidence and with our fans behind us, I think we can, we can do some good things. So, looking forward to the challenge and uh, hopefully we can put in a good performance.
0: Asmir, thank you and congratulations. Thank Here's you. to many more. Thank you. And earlier this week as well, we saw the announce the arrival of Lucas Anderson. Another promising attacking player. It's an exciting time.
1: Another, another player that will give us something that we probably haven't got and need can play in a couple of roles. Um, you know, you look at his career where he's played. He's a Danish international. Um, you know, so he comes in. He's worked under Marty before, so they know each other. Marty will know what he's going to get from, from Lucas. Lucas will straight away know what Marty wants from him and the team. So that's a that's a really good fit. And again, credit to the club, you know, because early in the window everyone was thinking we couldn't do anything. So they get four through the door quite late but to get four through the door um, and Lucas coming in to add to what we've got, I think it's been a good window. We wish all four the very, very best of luck and hopefully they can all help us and play their part in helping us to get to where we need to get to.
0: And as always, you sit and Google Lucas Anderson and watch his videos on YouTube and he looks quite a good player, doesn't he?
1: Very technical, very skillful, um, creativity. Uh, he'll chip in with goals, led to believe he's good on set plays as well. So, uh, no, it's a good signing. And as I said, importantly, the club have done their homework on him, see him fitting into our style. But also the, the key thing for me is, is work with Marty. Marty knows him, he knows Marty. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see him play.
0: And also, I've um, seen your nice jumper since you've been very dashing in your Art of Football piece. A new partnership with art of football you may have seen it last week when we interviewed jake we were in this exact attire since it looked really nice doesn't it?
1: yeah delighted uh, to to have it on you know the famous qpr badge you know i'm always always pleased to wear anything connected with qpr so this is uh, this is good
0: and your one as well it's based on the 70s so obviously the team of 75 76 Sticks into your mind, doesn't it? It's great. Well, straight away, you think of Stan Bowles, Derry Francis. That's, that team,
1: all, all that team. The names just roll off the tongue. You know what a team. Um, quite rightly so. QPR's finest ever team uh, under a great manager and Dave Sexton. You know, went so close to winning the the biggest prize in English football. You know, just came up short. But what a team. Um, speak to many fans who reminisce about how good they were and not just individually, but collectively, the type of football that they played. Um, so, yeah, so if that reflects them, I'm I'm very proud and privileged to wear it. And my one as well. It
0: has a few kits on there that are reminiscent of your glory days as well. Since
1: Yeah, the Dennis the Menace kits, uh, Brooks, KLM. Scored a few There's good goals wearing those. Sponsors, uh, yeah. Used to used to really enjoy those kits, you know, wore it with pride. Um, scored a few, played in some big games where we won games in it, so uh, so yeah, part of our history. And you can
0: head to Art of football, our new partners, and get purchase one of these jumpers, <coughs> modelled by myself and Andy Sinton, or much more as well. Looking ahead to Saturday, since Norwich City in W twelve, we say it every week, but another massive game, isn't it?
1: Another massive game. They're going to be. I think we're going to be saying that every game from now at the end of the season because uh, where we are, <clears throat> how tight it is down there, every game. Uh, it's huge. So uh, so Norwich, they've been to us once already this season, beat us in the Cup. We went there, they beat us narrowly, but those two games will have no reflection on Saturday's game whatsoever. Um, you look at Norwich, talented group, talented squad, just outside the playoffs. They'll fancy their chances for obvious reasons, but you know, if we can build on the seven points, Millwall, Huddersfield and Blackburn, if we can build on that, Really good run. It's going to be another big crowd. Rangers fans are going to be coming. Um you look at Norwich, I think other than Rotherham, I think they've conceded the most goals away in the in the Championship. So there's a <clears throat> something you can look at and try and exploit. But uh, like any, any opposition in the Championship, you're going to have to be at your best. You're going to have to earn whatever you get. But I can't wait. The next game is your most important game. And that brings Norwich to town on Saturday, so uh, all the QPR fans, you know, pack the stadium out, get really behind the boys, roar them on because you're going to play a massive part in the remaining games this season.
0: And we saw everyone with the scarves that they got given against Huddersfield, and visually, what an impressive sight it was. would yeah. be important if everyone can try and do the same, bring their scarves again this week.
1: Yeah, brilliant. You know, looks great. I'm up on the gantry, and I see, you know, away to my right the Almost like a wall or a sea of blue and white, you know, um, that's great and well done the club for doing that. So, you all the rangers fans, get your get your shirts on, get your scarves on, bring your voices, get behind the boys, roar us on. Because we need that three points and uh, fans can play their part massively.
0: And there obviously won't be an episode next week with the midweek trip to Stoke City, but we'll have a brief look at that as well. Trip to Stoke, another massive game, isn't it? <laughs> Well, Valentine's Day yeah. Stoke, where else would you rather be since?
1: Well, We don't know what they're going to do at the uh, at the weekend. I think they've got a big game of their their own. Um, but you know, Stoke's always a difficult place to go, but it's won that. Hopefully we'll be going there with another three points on the board, full of confidence. Again, every game on its merits, you know, you can't have any preconceived ideas. You've got to go, you've got to be fully ready, you've got to be focused, you've got to be determined um, and you've got to go and get a result. and. Uh, we can go to Stoken and, and we can do that because they're one of the teams that we can actually crawl back towards us.
0: Perfect, as always, since Thank you. Thank and you, pleasure. Looking forward to Saturday.
1: Can't wait, come on yours. This has been the Rangers Report.